Welcome to the Mastering College to Career Podcast, where we're here to help you land your dream job. So if at any time during this episode you find any value, please make sure you take a screenshot and you share it with a friend. And don't forget, make sure you leave us a review on iTunes. That will mean the world. So without further ado, enjoy this episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College to Career Podcast. Today, we're discussing how to master mentorship. Because once you're able to surround yourselves with strong mentors, you are going to be able to accomplish all of your goals. I believe this is true because look, there is no better way to reach your goals than to learn from someone who has done it before. And that's what mentors provide. They provide a roadmap to accomplishing something that they have already personally done themselves. Think about it, right? Think yourself. Think about you being the mentor. And if a high school student was asking you for help on how to navigate college, you're going to be able to share from your personal experience how he can avoid some of the biggest mistakes that incoming college students face. And it works the same way as an incoming professional. So associating yourself and finding successful mentors that have accomplished the type of career that you're looking to accomplish is going to be the fastest way for you to reach your goals. And here, let me tell you my top three reasons why I think mentoring is going to be so important for your career. Number one, you're going to be able to avoid from their mistakes. You're going to be able to learn from their mistakes. They've already paid for it. They've learned for it. They know how to avoid them. So if you have a great mentor and you're able to build that relationship with your mentor, you're going to be able to avoid the mistakes that they did. Here's an example for me, you know, when I was working at PepsiCo, one of the biggest mistakes that I made early on in my career was I, in in a sense, discriminated by age. I told one of the uh, salespeople that I was managing that maybe he was too old for the route. And I'm telling you guys, that was a bad week for me at, at work. I got in so much trouble. I got written up. I got a note on my file. I could have easily gotten fired. And if it wasn't because I really knew, you know, still going through training and because I had nothing else on my file, I was, you know, really kind of in a sense put in an approbation that if I did something similar to that again, I would have gotten fired. And when I started mentoring new employees into PepsiCo, that was one of the biggest lessons that I told them. I said, you need to make sure you are very mindful and strategic on the types of words that you use when talking to your team. Because this opportunity of being a sales associate or being a district manager for a Fortune 50 company right out of college is very rare. And you are put into situations that you were not trained for in college. And you will make mistakes. And so if I was mentoring an individual into the company, that was one of those lessons that I wanted to make sure they avoided. But it doesn't mean that they, the individuals that I mentor were going to have a perfect career. No, because they were going to make some mistakes on themselves that I personally made it, maybe didn't make. And so that's one reason that having a mentor is so important because you're going to be able to learn from their mistakes. The second reason why I think mentoring is so important is because it speeds up your learning curve. The individuals mentoring you have already gone through what you're going through. 
they know where to focus their attention, what are the right resources, books, courses, training programs, etc. that's going to allow you to speed up that learning curve. Understand that like everything in in the world, there's an 80-20 rule. 20% of what you do will generate 80% of the results. And that applies to your job, your internship, and everything else. And so if you can learn from your mentor, what is those 20% of the task that generate 80% of the results, then you're really going to be able to master that job quick, quicker. So, but you will not be able to figure that out by yourself as fast as you're going to be able to learn that from a mentor. The third reason why I think having a mentor is so important, especially a mentor within the company that you're either doing an internship or you're going to be working at is because you gain an ally in your corner. There's one thing when your manager who is saying good things about you to his boss. That makes your manager look good. It's another thing when your mentor, somebody that is not managing you, is saying good things about you. That holds more weight, is less bias. And so that is great. Having the ally in your corner is going to be very great when people are talking about career conversations and if your mentor is involved in those conversations, that goes a long way. And I think this is really important why you gain an ally in your corner because if they are invested in you and they actually truly care about your development and your future, then they're going to make sure that you're successful and they're going to try to help you as much as they can when you're there and when you're not there. So that is why it's so important to get yourself a mentor, especially one that is not your manager, but still has a seat in the, has a seat in the table when making those decisions. Those are my top three reasons. If you think there's another reason that should be on this top list, you know, let me know in the comments. Let me know what you think, send me an email, send me a LinkedIn message. But that is why I think mentoring is so important. Those are my top three reasons why that is. But I want to talk about how you get a mentor. In previous episodes, we've talked about networking a lot. And we've even talked about mentoring in a sense where I had a guest talk about mentorship. But in this episode, I want to, I want to talk about five things, five steps to building a mentor, to getting a mentor And then I want to talk about three rules that you should do once you have a mentor to maximize that relationship. So let's start. You know, step number one, never eat alone. This episode is coming out towards the end of the summer internship time frame, but it's not too late for you to start following this rule. If you're a summer intern, my goal for you until the end of your internship is for you to eat lunch or breakfast or go get coffee after work with one to two people in your company. Consider this like mentor dating. I want you to get to know them, generally get to know them from inside and outside what they do inside of work and what they do outside of work. Get to know what their interests are, what their hobbies are. Do they have kids? Where do they go to school? What do they like to do in their free time? Get to know them as a person. Because that is how you start building better relationships than just, this is somebody I know that works at the company. Ask them about their career path. Why did they choose this company? Where do they see themselves in five years from now? Did they always knew that they wanted to do this? Get to know what got them interested in the position, what they like about the position, what is the day in the, in, 
a day, a week in that position looks like. Understand if they are a good fit to be your mentor. This is, I really think this is like, like dating for mentorship. So you want to go in as many days as you can so that you can find the right individuals that you want in your corner. And I want you to do in the end, once you start, you know, getting, grabbing lunch or grabbing coffee with someone is ask them to, for recommendations on who else you should meet. And if you do not know where to start, where should I start my first lunch? I will always suggest starting with the administrative assistants or front desk. They are the true people who run the office. They know everybody in the office. They know everybody's personalities, everybody's types, and they will be able to tell you who would be the easiest or more approachable, I wouldn't say easiest, but more approachable individuals in your office to get to know and then start building that up. I would also try to reach out to some high-level executives. They love meeting interns because they want to understand what is in the mind of an intern and how they can build better products or services for them or even better training programs. So don't be afraid to reach out to the senior leaders in the organization, but go through the right channels. You might need to go through their administrative assistant first and ask for them and don't be surprised if they say they'll love to meet with you and they only give you 15 minutes and that 15 minutes is three months from now that's okay that will happen expect it i also want you to have a couple of good questions and or things that you can then follow up with because following up after that first meeting is going to be very very important to you um a funny thing or thing you could do is ask them what their favorite starbucks drink is and in the next morning come to the office with a handwritten note and their favorite Starbucks drink. And that shows that you follow up, you care about their relationship, and then you appreciate their time spent with you. That really kind of leads me on to step number two, which is about finding commonality. And finding commonality is key. And during this time that you're eating lunch with them, that's what you're trying to do. Find as many things as you have in common inside and outside of work with that individual. Because the more you have in common, consider that a glue and the easier it is to have a long lasting relationship. And so try to find out if they went to the same college as you, if they play in the same, if they like the same sports, do you guys like the same sports team, um, hobbies, do they like hiking, do they like traveling, where have they traveled, etc. I'm kind of telling you what I like, but you need to find out what the other person likes and what does that match with you. Step number three, value their time. What is the most valuable resource in the world? That is time. Time is the most valuable resource in the world. And this applies to your mentor or your future mentor as well. You want to make sure that you are valuing their time. You're respecting it. And how do you respect it? You want to make sure that you show them that them spending one hour with you, that you valued it, that you actually implemented their advice and that you appreciated it, you thanked them, you followed up, and that you kept in contact. Because if at one point they feel that you are wasting their time, that you didn't value that lunch, that you didn't follow their advice, then they will feel like they have wasted their time and they're no longer going to give you 
more time in the future. And that is a very short-sighted relationship. And what we're trying to do is establish long-lasting relationships. Number four, I want you to think win-win. How do you make this relationship win-win? So when you are talking to someone, you are listening. You're listening two times more than you're talking, and you are listening for commonalities, but you're also listening on how you make this relationship a win-win. I've shared this example before, but when I met and I was having a conversation with Terry, who is a top speaker I was listening to seeing how I can provide value to him. And I noticed that he was going to Columbia to speak. And so I took time out of my weekend to write in all the links of blogs and videos that I thought were relevant for him to know about Columbia so that he didn't have to do two hours worth of research. And instead, he could, within 30 minutes, understand a lot more about Columbia, right? That is me trying to find win-wins, trying to find something that was interesting to him, him having an upcoming trip to Colombia to go speak. And because I was from Colombia, I was able to then create a win-win, give him, you know, save him time and give him information that he was looking for that might have been a little bit harder for him to find out because if he, he didn't know if this was accurate or not. So I want you to always start thinking win-win. Another win-win situation could be what I'm currently going with right now with one of my mentees, Lewis. Like I have been trying to provide a lot of value for Lewis for the last six months. And he's been trying to say, okay, how do I make this relationship with Win? And he noticed that one of my goals was to get in better shape and to get, uh, get to a desired weight and a desired body fat. And Lewis reached out to me and said, hey, I will drive towards your house, which we can live 40 minutes away. And once a week, we're working out together and he's keeping up to what I eat and how I'm doing nutrition wise, which is now creating a win-win situation, right? Because I can enjoy Lewis's company at the gym. I value that company, his expertise working out. And at the same time, it's a win for Lewis because we're having more and more conversations about his future and I'm mentoring him, which that gym conversation led us to creating more videos. And so now Lewis and I have scheduled to work on videos a couple hours every week. So that is a win-win situation, right? So there is ways for you to find a win-win situation. So what you have to do is listen and people will tell you. Then number five is following up. Once you met someone, you had lunch with them, are you following up? Are you sending them a thank you email in the first 12 hours? And are you following up with a handwritten thank you card? That is going to be what sets you apart from everybody else. Because most millennials and Gen Zs, we suck at follow up. We just suck, suck, suck. And so when you can be a little different, when you can make sure you send that email, when you can make sure you do a handwritten thank you card, I will even go as far as to buying them their favorite Starbucks drink, even if it costs you $5. And if you do this two times a week, that is $10 a week. It is a completely worth it investment because you will gain a lot more from this relationship than the $5 you spent at Starbucks. Um, so those are the five keys, uh, five steps. I'll quickly go over them really fast. Never eat alone. Find commonality. Value their time. Think win-win and follow up. If you do this, you will get mentors. 
you will get more than one mentors and you will get the right mentors who have already accomplished the goals that you are trying to reach. So this is a really good thing that you need to start following. So now let's talk about you have a mentor, you've met with them, or, or maybe you already have some. How do you maximize that relationship? And I have three rules for you. So there's three rules to maximizing your relationship with your mentor. And number one is have questions and listen. We've already talked about valuing their time. And depending on how busy your mentor is, you might be able to talk to them once a week. You might be able to talk to them once a month or once a quarter. But regardless of the frequency of when you and your mentor speak, whether it's on the phone or in person, I want you to be prepared for that meeting. Have a goal, have an, you know, an agenda kind of prepared of what is it that you want this meeting. You are there to pick their brain to understand how they accomplish the goal that you are trying to accomplish. And so you want to break that goal into steps. The more you can break down the, your goals into actionable steps, the better off you're going to be. And so what you want to ask your mentor, it's advice on every single step of the journey towards reaching your goal. And every time you meet with them, you want to try to tackle one of those actionable steps and then execute it and then follow up. So number one uh, rule is to have questions and listen. And you always want to make sure that you are listening two times than you're talking. The second rule to maximizing your mentorship or your mentor is execute their advice. If you've selected them as your mentor, they have accomplished something that you want to accomplish and they're giving you advice, you better be executing it. If not, you are wasting their time and you are wasting your time. And so what you need to do is to make sure that once you leave that meeting with your mentor, that you take the time to create a plan and execute it. Even better yet, create a plan with your mentor. Set deadlines, set actionable things that you need to do. When I started, you know, working with my mentor, Frances, and her goal was to help me build a business on public speaking like she has done for the last 12 years. She gave me a list of things that I needed to do in order for her to continue to mentor me. That was I needed to create my website. I needed to create my speaking reel. I needed to create um, a real uh, speaker kit. All these things within a month. And I had to do all that. And I did all that. And it took me a while to do You know, it took me a month to do, but when I was able to execute that, she showed that I valued her time and now she's more willing to keep me updated or keep investing her time on me. And it's a snowball, which then that leads us out to number three is keeping them updated, right? So you, you, you've, you've listened, you execute it. Now you need to follow up. You need to let them know what happened. What was the outcome? Were you able to execute the plan and did it come, did it work just like you guys planned? Maybe it didn't, but let them know. But you want to keep them updated on your progress. And maybe I jumpstart on the story because now is probably the perfect time to tell the story. Because if you listen, execute, and keep them updated, you create 
a long lasting mentor relationship and it's a snowball effect. In the beginning, no one is going to go and say, you know what? You are a student. I want to help you. I am going to clear out my whole day to sit down with you and help you on your career because that's what mentors do. No one does that. No one has the time to give you a whole day worth of time because they don't know if you're actually going to execute that advice. And so going back to that relationship with Frances, I met her. I grabbed lunch with her. I had a conversation with her. I found common interest. She was going to a meeting in Tampa for the National Speakings Association. I offered to drive to that meeting, which gave me over three hours of driving time with her because we had traffic both ways. And we were able to talk. She gave me a challenge. I executed. I followed up. What happens next? That gave me another meeting with her because I was able to present to her what I was able to accomplish within that one month, thanks to the advice that she gave me. From that meeting, she then gave me another challenge, which, which was to write my book. Again, created a plan. I wrote my book. I gave her and I kept her updated on my progress. Now, we are in communication a lot more because she notices that when she tells me something and she's giving away her time, To help me, I am listening, I am executing and following up. Her time's not being wasted, it's actually being used properly because I she's helping me and she sees me being able to help others. And so it's a trickle-down effect. And it's the same thing for you. Imagine if somebody was asking you for advice, that's how you should treat your mentors. Just like you would want somebody treating you when you're donating and helping them in their time. So those are the three rules for maximizing your mentor. I just want to make sure you understand how important it is to respect their time and creating it a win-win situation. Hope you enjoyed this episode. This is an amazing topic that if you're able to master and master the art of networking, master the art of mentorship and how to be a good mentee, and how to have a win-win, long-lasting relationship, you're going to see how much faster you accomplish your goals. Mentors are the key. They're the shortcut. And they're out there for you as a student. So make sure you take full advantage of your student card and go get yourself some mentors. So thank you so much for listening and catch you on the next episode. If you're listening to me right now, you, my friend, have made it to the end of the podcast. I want to take some time to thank you and congratulate you for being different and taking control of your career, doing things like listening to this podcast, putting yourself out there and building the experience needed to land your dream job is what's going to set you apart and not be just another statistic. So great job. Keep it up. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends and make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. Talk to you soon.